Welcome in, one, welcome in all. Good to have you on a Monday, beautiful Monday, beautiful Monday today. And for those of you watching on the live stream, thanks for being here as well. You can see outside, nice day, Tiki Bar looking good, baked in sunshine, shadows right there across the uh, the patio. Uh, got a Can-Am Defender right in the middle of the whole thing, but uh, that's only because I didn't have any place else to park it. I wish I could take a camera, maybe I could. Wish I could take a camera over to the driveway. Oh my God. Good Lord. It is, uh, it, it is starting to look like a, a used car lot. It really is. <laughs> so, uh, but maybe at uh, that point, I just didn't have a place to park the Can Am. It, it's, we're getting ready for Sturgis. So I, uh, we have the boat, we have the RV. I went and bought a uh, seven foot by 12 foot motorcycle trailer for myself uh and use but on top of that it's not big enough to take the motorcycles and the utv and everything out to sturgis so i went and got another i didn't buy it a friend of mine loaned it to me um, our, our buddies uh, from jnl tire and service center lyle did gave me his 20-foot trailer so we have that out there so that plus the truck plus my car and two motorcycles and then if you want to throw the Can-Am Defender out there, we could. But it would be two bikes, a Can-Am Defender, two trailers, a boat, an RV, and two cars. One car, one pickup truck. <laughs> that would be in the driveway. It's a mess. It really is. It's got There's crap everywhere. So anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> maybe I'll try to get something out that way. Who knows? <laughs> there's just so much stuff, so to speak. And uh, we'll see if we can't... Uh, Maybe throw a camera over there a little bit later on. Um, anyway, that being said, uh, you got the Brewers swept over the weekend and not good. It was an ugly weekend. It was a weekend in which they just simply could not shut down the bats of the Atlanta Braves. And does that bring up the question of pitching? Um, I look. I think it's kind of. Uh, I think it's kind of. It's not the norm. I'm not overly concerned about the Brewers pitching staff, to be honest with you. I think when you get everybody back, you're going to be okay. So I'm not – that does not concern me right now. That's a hell of a team. I mean, you, you, you on one hand, you can say, oh, my God, the pitching staff, whew, they were bad. Yes, you'd be correct. But on the other hand, you can also say, that's a hell of a team. That's one hell of a baseball team, and there's a reason they're the best team in the National League. The, the Atlanta Braves are nothing to sneeze at. And they just got off on it, man. They they had it. They, they were just seeing it. I mean, the Brewers held them close and played them tough in every game at American Family Field. And it wasn't like the Brewers didn't hit the ball against them. The Brewers kind of kept it, you know, kept it close. It, it just it didn't happen. You know, if you uh, clutch, a lot of the same thing we've seen all season long, where every now and then you get into a clutch situation, you need a big hit, you need, and instead you're taking a strikeout or you're not advancing a runner. It's just you know one of those things. It just happened. Uh, just came at a really bad time with a lot of eyebrows raised right now. But, no, I am not overly concerned about the, the Green Bay Packers pitching staff or, excuse me, about the uh, Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff. So, uh, that, that no, not concerned about it. And uh, we'll wait and see what happens. We are now, what, sitting on 27 hours or something like that from the trade deadline. 
So we'll see if the Brewers have something else in them. On the on the good side of things, Santana comes in and hits his first bomb as a Brewer. Look good. So uh, you take it. You know, Christian Yelich continues to hit. So that's good. So we'll see. See what happens. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. In the meantime, uh, the Packers are back in the practice field today, and they are in pads. And just a little while ago, now in the first hour we heard, for the last half hour, we heard – Matt LaFour's comments from over the weekend about Jordan Love, about the defense, about the safety position, about the depth, you know, and such, and about some of the offensive line and specifically the left side of the offensive line. We got all of that. Now today he spoke and fielded the questions, kind of wrapping up the weekend and looking forward to a padded practice today. Here's what Matt LaFleur had to say. terms of the intensity is going to going to pick up um, certainly the rules of engagement change a little bit in terms of being able to thud up if you get head up on a um, a ball carrier but still want these guys to get great work working together and not try to put anybody in a tough situation uh, so you, they got to take care of each other Matt, there's obviously certain days on the NFL calendar, draft day, week one, Super Bowl. How, how does first day of pads register for you? Well, now you're starting to play some real football. So uh, it's just, it's just going to be good to see these guys just, you know, uh, again, continue to work on our standards in, in terms of how we practice in our process. And um, so I'm looking forward to see these guys with, with more, more uh, like real football. Evaluated, but is it kind of like everybody gets a clean slate because it's more like no football? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're four days in, so I think everybody is pretty clean to, to start anyways. It's not until you get into – we're still putting installs in. Um, certainly, I, I, I think one of the keys is – so week one, you get four days in, you kind of get back into the rhythm of, of, our, of our routine, and it's – week two to me is – where you got to get a little bit more detailed and be a little bit more intentional. That's how you make greater gains and more progress, and that's what we'd like to see from these guys. Coach, uh, by all accounts, Jordan had a really good practice on Saturday. How do you, as a staff, what are the keys to make sure that, or at least you attempt to make that the standard rather than a really noticeable uptick? Well, it, again, it's, I think it's never just one guy. So I think the guys around him played a little bit better. Um, he was probably in a few better situations, but ultimately he went out there and he delivered some great balls. I mean, he threw a sail route to Jay Reed. That was a, a really good throw. Um, it was a great route where he was going against Keyshawn, and we'd been running a bunch of overs, and now he, he, he brought it back the other ways. And, um, you know, I thought the two-minute operation was really smooth to be able to move the ball down the field and uh, – convert on a big third down down the field to Samari and uh, you know I just think it's one of those things you got to continue to build on it and certainly there's areas where he's got to continue to improve upon and it's never going to be perfect but we're going to coach it to be perfect. You said last week we were commenting on Devontae and Quay and said you've seen a lot of maturity from those guys. So just what is the difference? How have they kind of shown that that progress that you've seen from them from year one to year two? In I just think how they carry themselves around the building, how they are in the meeting rooms. They're much more locked in, focused. Um, 
you know, and that's that's the beauty of this game is you get these guys coming from college and not quite sure what to expect. They get here and they kind of learn how, how we go about our business on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I think those guys, have they love football. So it, it makes it easier when you have guys that, that love football and want to be great at their craft. I think they put the time in. I think there's great veterans in those rooms to learn from. When you talk about a guy like Kenny Clark, all you have to do is watch him on a daily basis and say, I want to be like that guy. Or Devondre Campbell is the same thing. And I think J-Mo and, and KO and do, do a great job in, in their rooms. And um, But there's definitely been a standard set by some of those veterans. And, you know, they're just trying to live up to what those guys put out on a daily basis. Matt Quay was saying that he sought out Dr. Carr this offseason to maybe address some of the things that happened last year. Is that encouraging for a young guy to be kind of proactive about some of the stuff that... Yeah, that's news to me. So um, certainly we always encourage that. But, yeah, any time that somebody is going, that taking the extra steps to try to better themselves, that's, that's absolutely encouraging, whether it's talking to Dr. Carr or whoever... Um, you know, when you, when you see guys that are going outside of maybe just the the framework of what, what we have to offer on a daily basis, hey, our schedule, this is the bare minimum. When they go outside of that and they're trying to get better, that's that's really encouraging. Matt, from uh, that standpoint, where do you think Christian is differently, both physically and mentally, with maybe some of the stuff that he's done away from here as well? It just seems like a much more confident player. Um, and I think we saw that kind of take shape last year about halfway through the season. You got to remember, I think anytime you, you're a young player and you miss all of training camp, essentially, um, you know, that's tough. That's difficult. So just him being healthy, he had a, a really good offseason. Um, and just his knowledge with our offense, he is one of the most intelligent players that I've ever been around, um, especially, you know, you talk about the wide receiver position. The thing that is so unique about Christian is you can line him up at the Z and tell him the next play, you know, somebody might come out, hey, you got to go play F or you got to go play X. And he doesn't blink. And that's, that's tough for most guys to do just to switch your brain around like that. It's different as opposed to if we call a different formation and, you know, usually your Z receiver's out at number one and you call a formation to put them in the slot is different than saying, hey, now you're the F, you're going inside. So um, I just think that his ability to do that is, is unique and um, it's a great asset for us because it gives us a lot of flexibility in terms of who we want to get in the game with him. That said, you seem to be pretty flush with slot options in your offense, and it seemed like when Christian lined up on the perimeter last year, that was when he was at his best. How, how do you balance that, at being able to move him across the field, but also keeping him on the outside where, where he's pretty dynamic? Yeah, that's always that's always uh, you know the balance that you got to try to find, and it, it all comes down again to when we start game planning, what we put on tape where we feel like we can exploit some weaknesses uh, in whoever we're playing, and we'll adjust accordingly. But you're always trying to push these guys to, to get enough repetitions at, at all the spots. And, um, and you guys know, I mean, our offense, who knows where, where they're going to line up. But I think that makes you more difficult to defend. I think when you go against teams that you know, have a really good receiver and they, they move them all over the place, it's, 
it's hard to like roll coverage to them. And uh, so that, that's a great asset for us. Matt, how, Matt, how, how closely are you um, going to be watching Carlson after what happened on Saturday with his uh, misses? Well, I'm not going to overreact to like you guys uh, after one practice, Spoon. That was a joke. But, um, no, it was, it's one practice. Certainly you never want to see it, but it happens. It, it's only uh, you know, a detriment if you don't learn from it and if you don't correct it. And so it's going to be fun. He's not kicking today. He'll kick tomorrow. We're kind of working backwards from, from family night. But uh, he'll kick tomorrow, and it'll be fun to see how he responds. And I think that's... That's one of the uh, you know challenges of of all of sports. You know how how do you respond when things don't go your way, and that's something that we're constantly preaching to our guys. And it's you've got to truly have that next play mentality. And I know that's a lot of coach speak, and that it, it sounds easy, but it's not. I mean, we're all human. We all have emotions, and um, but guys that are able to respond and are resilient, I think they end up getting further in life. I mean, I watched. Uh, what was that on um, yesterday? I watched the Stephen Curry uh, biography. Uh, was it underrated or something like that? And it was talking about his his first game in college, going against Eastern Michigan or somebody, and he has 13 turnovers, and they were about to potentially bench him, and he comes back and has like 35 points against University of Michigan the next game. And I mean, so sometimes you got to take your lumps. That's just part of life, and. As long as you learn and grow, you're usually better for it in the long run. Staying with the legs, I guess, what do you think of Whalen, uh, you know, kicking in the wind a little bit uh, and how he might be able to push Pat? Yeah, he's done a heck of a job since since we've gotten him. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely has a big-time leg. And, you know, it's great. You want competition at, at every position because it's going to push us to be better. Just the one cutdown day this year, you know, on August 29. Are, are you doing much different than uh, anything different? No one, maybe you can keep these guys around a little bit longer to get a longer look at them. No, I, I just think it gives us a lot more flexibility in terms of how we play guys in the preseason and how we practice people. And um, I, I definitely am all in favor for that. You know, it just if you want to rest some guys in, in the last week, you, you're afforded that. Opportunity just because you got you got more numbers. Matt, you mentioned the benefit of competition. How good is it to have three backup quarterbacks standing in the wing of Jordan Love, just as Jordan did with Aaron? How good is it, especially during training camp, to have those three there? Well, it's you know those guys are are fighting it out for the number two spot. So um, yeah, you, you always want competition. I think we've talked about it in here, and it's it's hard to give three guys the adequate number of reps especially when you got a younger guy at, at this as a starter that you want to get him as many reps as possible but uh, you know hopefully it'll start to separate itself the longer we're in camp there you go that's Matt LaFleur and uh, real football as he put it I don't know if you took that away from it but real football and uh, he talked about the better practice that Jordan Love had on Saturday he said, look, it's not just Jordan. A lot of guys had a better practice on Saturday. So I'm not going to just lay it at the feet of It's not going to all rest. He's trying to take the pressure off of Jordan Love when it comes to the discussion of Jordan Love. And I understand it. But the bottom line was Jordan Love had a better practice on Saturday.
and we all know it. So nothing uh, – Jordan Love has all the pressure in the world. You know, that's it. Uh, and Matt, you know, gets a little – get a little back and forth going right there. Get a little back and forth. Hey, it's – um, he's starting to, the media is, you know, the, those that are there, you know, and I, I very little that I've seen, but Mike Clemens has brought it up. You heard Mike's questions there. You know, there's certain things that you see, you know, you certain things that you question, you have, uh, uh you, you want a working knowledge of give us philosophically. You talk about the philosophy, give us philosophically what it is that some of the things that you are doing, what is the point of that? Not saying that it is. Right or wrong, just what is the point? Give us a better understanding as to what it is you're thinking. And when questioned about some things, Matt LaFleur is pushing back to say, nah, you're not going to say that you see this. That's not what it is. That's not what we're looking for, you know? So it's to me, it's when you start to look at, and he's right, when you want to see progress every day and you start to see a little bit of that progress. Now what you want to see, and I think the follow-up question should be, okay, you saw better results out of Jordan Love and the offense, and the offense on Saturday. Now what are you looking to see? Now what does today hold? And go in that direction rather than talking about, well, the results today, and it's real football, and it's the pads. and It's almost like you, you had – uh, a pretty, you know, okay week, and then it's culminated with a decent practice on Saturday overall as the team goes and as the offense goes. And then today now, it's kind of like, well, none, none of that mattered. Depth chart doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. None of that mattered because now today is actually real football. And for all intents and purposes, he's right. He's absolutely right. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I want to know what your thoughts are on what you've heard now for about the last 40 minutes of some of the comments of uh, Matt LaFleur talking about his team. It's only four or five days, six days in the training camp, so I understand it. It's, it's really early, but there's a lot of stuff to kind of chew on right now. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Come. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com.
Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. This portion of the program, man, what a great weekend. And the weekend itself, uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, was brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. And uh, Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer and Wisconsin's best, as voted on by you, RV dealer. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Hey, here's one thing I want to know. If you are uh, heading out to Sturgis, South Dakota this week, and you are going to be doing it in a Cunis RV, what we are going to do, send us your pictures. Email them to us. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever. Send us your pictures of your RV, of your campsite, and uh, we are, are putting together a little, uh, little, little gift for you. Nothing major, but just a little gift. It'd be worth your time. So if you are going to be heading out there, you're going to be doing it in a Cunis RV, we want to see the pictures. So send it to us. And uh, we, who knows? Maybe we might even swing by and drop something off for you. A little sum-sum, you know what I'm saying? So we got some good stuff. So uh, get a hold of us. Go to CunisRV.com, CunisRV.com to see their inventory. But if you are heading out to Sturgis, South Dakota, this year for the 83rd, 83rd ride, uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. We want to see if you're doing it in a Cunis RV. Send us your pictures for sure. Oh, sure. Um, 877-867-1670. In the uh, world uh, of uh, the NFL, uh, interesting story developing with uh, the former uh, Badger running back, Jonathan Taylor, who uh, was eligible for an extension this summer after his third season uh, in the NFL. But the Colts... Don't want to sign him to a new deal. Not at all. Don't want to sign him to a new deal. He has now requested a trade. And Jim Ursay talking about uh, Taylor's, you know, back. And, you know, Ursay kind of stir stirred the pot a little bit uh, with a social media post in response to several NFL running backs who were complaining. They've been complaining about the situation, about calling for change and how the position's being compensated. Look, here's the thing with running backs in the National Football League. You want to fix this, here's how you fix this, okay? Uh, I don't think you go and complain to the NFLPA. I think what you have to do is, as a collective group, look at the guys you're playing with. Quarterbacks are taking all the money in a quarterback-driven league. We know that. The rules have favored the passing game far more than it has the run game. Okay, now, and it's also basically snipped in a lot of ways, the defense. But the bottom line is that quarterbacks are taking all the money. And what's going to have to happen for the running back position to be valued, more so than what it is right now, is quarterbacks are going to have to give up some of that money. And they don't want to do that. They don't want to do it. Wide receivers are getting highly paid. They don't want to give it up. What it would take is a collective effort from both quarterbacks and wide receivers to say, hey, you got to start valuing these guys. We can't do it without them because the league has changed so much. Otherwise, it is what it is. There's certain positions that are valued. Left tackle, valued. Versatile tackles, valued. Corners, valued. Pass rushers, valued. Trench guys, nah. Running backs, fullback, fullbacks are pretty much extinct. You can go to Jurassic Park and see a fullback. They're 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 not valued. They're, they they can. There's ways for offensive coordinators to scheme around them. And the only thing I could say is the league doesn't understand what it has until they lose it. 
And so at some point, running backs will have to make a stand. But the bottom line is that you need your quarterback to go in and fight for you, for your contract. And some guys will say, hey, look, it's not my money. It's not my place. You know, I, I stay out of other people's business affairs. I understand that. It's a very valid point. But until somebody else sticks up for you other than you, it, it is what it is. Owners, coaches, they all feel the same. They want you. They love to have you. You're an asset until they don't need you or until you want to be paid more than what they feel you're worth. And then they'll say, nah, baby, nah. So the next time the quarterback takes a blindside hit because he gets around the left tackle and there's nobody there to pick up the blitz pickup, and a good uh, a good running back does that, then they'll understand that the guy that they just paid $40 million to has gone down because you decided to go cheap on a running back who is kind of the safety net back there, or a, a fullback for that matter, depending on how you run your offense. But this whole argument, I mean, and Jonathan Taylor has a right. It's like, go ahead and trade me. Get rid of me. I don't want to play for you. You know? Again, you're talking about not taking care of one of your top offensive players. Now, last year, Taylor didn't have a great year, but we know he's a little bit banged up. He had the back issue. Now he says everything's good. He's on the pup list, but he says everything's good. I'm fine. But he has formally requested a trade after meeting with the owner, Jim Ursay, who basically said, nah, you, you, you value yourself far more than we do. So he wants out. He wants out. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Mike. Yeah, how you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, man. What you thinking? Hey, I'm, listen, um, I talked to you before about this a couple months ago. Um, you know, we as Packer fans have been I, – I don't want to use the say – I don't want to use the word spoiled, but we've been – we've just had a, a sense of entitlement now with the quarterback position. We've had roughly three decades of quarterback greatness, okay? Two of probably the top ten quarterbacks in NFL history played for this franchise back-to-back. Uh, -back. And I said to get the trifecta might be nearly impossible. We've seen other teams – we see the 49ers. They had Young in Montana. Uh, you know, is, are they going to get the third one? Here's what I worry about. I don't. I don't worry about whether or not Jordan Love is going to be an adequate enough quarterback. Is he going to be good enough? Is he going to be an above to slightly above average quarterback to get the job done? And it may be enough to win. But as Packer fans, is the is the bar is the level of the bar so much higher? because of what we are going to try to expect. And then is it going to force him to try to exceed his level and maybe he'll try too hard to thread the ball in the hole and try to be Roger-esque, if you will, and maybe not. I, I just I worry about it. Um, you know, growing yeah. up in Chicago, when I, was, I was a Bulls fan watching the Bulls, nobody wanted to come and play here, they said. They couldn't get free agents after Michael Jordan retired. Because people said they were just afraid they could never live up to expectations of Michael Jordan. And I kind of see that with the quarterback position. I'll, I'll hang up, Bill, and listen uh, to what you have to say about it. Thank you. Thank you no, I appreciate it. It's one of those things that we talked specifically about on Friday and really Thursday. But Friday when we were actually uh, – or excuse me, Thursday when we were up in Green Bay was it, it is, on one hand, the criticism of Jordan Love and for what we're used to seeing is warranted. 
Okay, if you are comparing it to the standards that that Brett Favre set and then Aaron Rodgers elevated to a whole other level, if you're comparing it to that, yes, uh, it is a substandard performance thus far. On the other hand, and I 100% are in the same ballpark with you, the bar has been set so high that we don't know it, it, and, and you're you're right in saying, well, you know, I don't want to use the term spoiled, but we've been blessed. Okay, maybe say blessed. We have been blessed for 30-plus years of unbelievable quarterback play in which every season, because those two gentlemen were under center, you were always in the conversation with, could they win a Super Bowl? Right? So we've been blessed. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. To judge Jordan Love by that standard is – is almost it, it, it's it's laying the the giant albatross across his back and saying carry it as far as you can carry it. I I just don't know how he's going to be able to live up to that standard unless he just does, which, like you said, is is pretty much unheard of. Nobody gets back to back to back Hall of Fame quarterback play. So, I think we do need to have a little bit of a a a giant gulp of reality. But it's very hard because how low do you then want to set the bar? You know, some people will say we have a standard in Green Bay. It is Super Bowl or bust. We always want to be contenders. And you're not wrong. You, you are 100% not wrong. As an organization, as a fan, that's what you expect. You come into the season hoping that you are ultimately, ultimately going to lift the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. However, you do have to you, – you got to couple that uh, expectation – with a dose of reality as to what reality will be when it comes to what you should really expect because you just don't know. And there hasn't been enough evidence of Jordan Love on the positive side to make you go, oh, God, yeah, that guy's got it, you know? So I uh, I think that there has to be a lowering of expectation, but from what we've witnessed via the media over the years and the damn near perfection in camp even, it's, man, you, you, yeah, I agree with you. I think Jordan Love comes out and excited, uh, enthusiastic, probably pressing. Want, yes to all of that. Yes to all of that. 877-867-1670. Got more people on hold, so I don't want to ignore you. Stay tuned right there because we're going to come back and pick up with that discussion. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steny, second and national Walker's Point. And as they say, you should be here. Brewers are going to be back in town sooner than rather than later, and they're going to run shuttles to the game. Packers are going to be back at it. They're going to run shuttles to the game. Brewers, Badgers, you name it. Bucks, Marquette, UWM, they do it all. And all the festivals that are still going on, including the Wisconsin State Fair, they're running shuttles. Check out our friends at Steny's. Second and national Walker's Point. Great people, great place. And as they say, you should be here covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Got to say thanks to uh, Barb and his staff at the Four Seasons Island Resort. The reason why is uh, over the weekend, uh, Barb got a hold of me and she said, hey, um, 
I want to make sure we get you the gift certificates for the motorcycle ride. And they showed up next datum. They're here. They're in my hand. And absolutely uh, love the fact that they're giving away a weekend, which is uh, like two fifty, two sixty nine a night, something like that. Uh, plus the champagne basket, uh, the champagne glasses that go along with it. And they're going to just take care of you. If you are one of the uh, the lucky winners uh, at the motorcycle ride for the pre-registration, only the people that pre-register for this are the ones that are uh, available for this particular package. and But they stepped up. They said they wanted to help and they wanted to be a part of the motorcycle ride, but still they wanted to let me tell me to let you know that uh, the UTV and the ATV trails are wide open. They have not had a ton of rain up north, so they're not muddy. They're good. They're solid. They're not, you know, over-trenched. Uh, so they have that. Then golf, both the nine-hole executive at the Four Seasons Island Resort and the beautiful championship golf course at Timberstone in the Pine Mountain Ski and Golf Resort. They have those both available to you, plus pontoons, fishing, uh, the pools at both places. Just, you know, go and relax and hang out. Great food. Um, you know, the, the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill at the Four Seasons Island Resort is awesome. Uh, maybe you just want to go and detach yourself from the rest of the world. You can do that. Four, the Four Seasons Island Resort. I love that place. 715-938-5110. Ask for Barb. 715-938-5110. And tell her you heard it here. And you get 15% off your stay, but also when you go up there, and I've been talking about this for a long time because of the lore and the coolness of the place, but also uh, make sure you tell them you heard it here. You get 15% off the stay, but it's also just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stoic place, place to go. Four Seasons Island Resort up there in uh, Pembine, Wisconsin. Uh, real quick, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's talk to our guy, John, listening to us out in Madison. John, how you doing today, man? What's happening? Bill, Bill, how are we doing? I uh, love your commentary on Jonathan Taylor. I think uh, your point about the pass protection, especially with a rookie quarterback, this mm-hmm. owner is just out of his mind. First of all, just stepping on the toes of the GM. And then second of all, I mean, he's the only good piece that franchise has going for it. It's a not not a serious football organization when you consider what they gave up for Phillip Rivers and for uh, um, the guy from Philly, Carson Wentz. So, really confused on what they're doing. But the main point I want to just bring in here that I think a lot of people are missing around this conversation on NFL running backs and their value. If you look at the top six running backs last year in terms of cap hit, five of those teams made the playoffs. So you have a lot of people out here saying, well, running backs don't win games. And right. I think they would be correct if it just said running backs don't win Super Bowls. But when you're a not serious football organization like the Colts, you know, they – that owner would have to sell the team if they didn't strike gold of Andrew Luck, you know, a decade ago. But if you're not a serious football organization, you're trying to make the playoffs. And what I'm seeing is if you look at the top 10 running backs by salary cap, those guys are making the playoffs. So I'm not quite sure where this narrative is coming. I think the owners are doing a really nice job positioning it uh, against the running backs. But these teams are making the playoffs, spending money on a running back. So if you're talking about a Super Bowl, well, it's not worth having the conversation if you don't have Mahomes or Joe Burrow or one of these top five quarterbacks, so stop talking. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about making a step in the right direction and making your fans happy, getting a playoff, having a competitive season, these running backs are doing that for teams. So that's, uh, that's the point I wanted to get right. out there. No, I agree. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, 877-867-1670. When I, when I look at teams that – when you have a good running back or a good – that's the one thing that, that, that nobody's talking about is good teams have more than one good running back. 
That's the one thing about it is they have more than one good running back. They have numerous running backs, or at least a good running back and then another good running back, you know? And so some of these teams that have the ability to get deep into the postseason, specifically off of the running back position, have that ability because they have taken care of that position. They know the value of running back because running backs now, they're no longer just ball carriers. They're pass catchers out of the backfield. They're pass protectors in coverage, you know. So they do more than just run the football. They just do. I mean, the, the number one thing under Mike McCarthy when he was here, and I know he always says, I want to run a damn ball. I want to run a football. He never did. Not on a consistent. But when they did have it, I mean, the number one thing is don't fumble. The number two thing was protect the quarterback. It wasn't gain yards. It was just keep the, de- the defense honest. But if you've got a guy that can hit home runs or that can go deep into secondaries and is elusive, that dynamic is something that just it makes your offense operate so much easier. Does that make sense? So there may be a lot of average adequate running backs that just lower the lower the bar because they're just there. They're just a, it's just a position player. But when you have a Saquon Barkley or a Jonathan Taylor or even to a certain extent a guy like Aaron Jones, guys that can run the football, McCaffrey, who can not only run the football but can plow over people, he's kind of a unicorn, but you know he can also catch the, the ball out of the backfield, pick up the blitz. He can do it all. And, and, oh, by the way, put the ball in the end zone and score points. When you have that, you pay that. Because it, it, it's not that he becomes the most important player on the field, but he becomes a vital cog to the most important player on the field, which should be your quarterback. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. That's why I feel like in this particular case, going to what Jim Irsay said, I understand what he's saying. I disagree with it when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. And not because he's from Wisconsin. I could give two dams about where he played ball. But when you've got a guy that basically has been your offense, and just like Saquon Barkley, and you want to just just demean him, boy, that's just that's wrong in so many different ventures, man. It's just not good business. Not that I give two dams about good business for the for the Indianapolis Colts. But overall, the value, I can understand the complaints of many of these running backs who are basically being just backhandedly slapped by ownership saying you're not worth it. Because at this point, if I'm a running back, I'm almost like, okay, then prove it. Do it without me. And then see. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, you have a comment, please go ahead and do so. Please go ahead and do so. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, we're going to step out. Quick break. Come back. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. 
Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless, even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. It's summer and that means racing. Road America's in mid-season form. Still to come, the WeatherTech International Challenge with Brian Redman, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, IMSA, the Porsche Sprint Challenge. Tickets are still available at RoadAmerica.com. It's a new year with a new track and new features. Campsites available and public karting is open. Bring the whole family and share the excitement. Go to RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com. Road America, America's national park of speed. Looking for a hot ride this summer? Find yours this July at Pottawatomie. You could win your share of $400,000 in cash and prizes or rumble all summer long in one of four brand-new Harley-Davidson motorcycles. It's the Hot Ride Motorcycle Giveaway this July, only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, Milwaukee. Visit PaysBig.com slash Hot Ride for more details. Must be 21 and a club member to play. Good to have you back the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Nobody, as uh, Adam McCalmy puts it, nobody, and I mean nobody, loves a juicier trade rumor more than Wade Miley. And in the case of the Brewers swapping with uh, the Pirates for switch hitting first baseman Carlos Santana, Miley got his man in the clubhouse on the field. And even in some informal settings with Milwaukee GM Matt Arnold in attendance over the past few weeks, Miley has been uh, singing. Santana's praises to anybody that would listen, and it actually happened. The Brewers sent shortstop prospect Johnny Severino uh, over to Pittsburgh, as we all know, and Miley said, I don't know if I called this. So you just look around. I got some uh, of the this from Zach Greinke. He's all into the minor, minor league stuff and prospects who are available and intriguing me on how the process works. And he said, uh, I like thinking about ways to make our team better. Look, it's no disrespect to anybody. I want to be clear about that. It's just that injuries happen. Things happen, and we're trying to win. And if you're trying to win, you're trying to put these, uh, you know, the best team out there. Can a team win with what they have? No doubt. This, uh, that's the beautiful thing about baseball. But you do get a good vibe in the clubhouse when you see the front office trying to help, and it fires you up and gets you going. Uh, the best example Miley has been in his career in the 2019 in Houston, when the Astros got Granky from the D-backs at the deadline and added him to the rotation with Verlander and Garrett Cole and Miley who all made 33 regular season starts and had a great team ERA, and Granke went 8-1 and one and uh, said, I remember when we got him. It was like a party. Miley said, I felt bad about it because we got uh, Granke and uh, Martin Maldonado, and Max Stasi was my catch- catcher every time, and now he was uh, on the way out, but he said we were a better baseball team. And uh, he's, he's 
Wade Miley's kind of a baseball rat. Uh, Brewers bench coach Pat Murphy said he loves the game. He talks about retiring every year, and he's not even close to it. He's working the hardest in his entire life right now, so he's into it. Uh, but his greatest value is the way he helps others. He said, I've seen him help uh, Corbin Burns. I've seen him help Woodruff. Uh, I've been to 43 game, or been in the game 43 years, and in all my years I've never been around anybody who's a better teammate than Wade Miley. So good article about Wade Miley uh, on the Brewers beat with Adam McAlvey and talking about how Wade Miley not necessarily called the trade but said there are some things here that you know look to make us better right now. And, and the big thing that Wade Miley said was the big thing that the Packers – or God, I keep saying the Packers. The uh, Brewers didn't count on last year with David Stearns and company was – the trade, when you trade for somebody to make your team better, it sends a message to your clubhouse that we believe you've got something going on here we want to enhance, as opposed to trading away Josh Hader when it said, we don't believe in you guys. And and that's the biggest thing. So uh, I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, when we come back after the top of the hour, uh, we got some other things that I want to get into, but uh, le- the left tackle David Bakhtiari, if you haven't heard it, we're going to lay, we're going to play it for you. Big tackle David Bakhtiari uh, spoke to the media, and uh, he had uh, some rather interesting things to say. And sometimes it's not about what he says; it's about what he doesn't say. Keep that in mind. You're going to hear from the big left tackle coming up next. Don't forget, last hour of the program. Also, Mike Clemens going to be joining us to take us the rest of the way. So we got a lot yet to go. Brewers back at it tonight, taking on Washington Packers on the practice field in pads. In pad, real football as Matt LaFleur called it. Two hours down, two hours yet to go to the Bill Michaels Show. That comes up next.